take a deep breath take the higher road that's what they always say as if they know the way they won't take it from me but don't ever doubt yourself it's life ain't just a dream you make your own so kick and scream the people will laugh with a never-ending force you never had the chance so watch your way to if many of you guys know this, but my background and my passion in nursing was the emergency room. When I was wanting to go to school and I did this later in life at the age of 35, I wanted to be a trauma nurse and I finally made it there. Well, in the emergency room department, we have pretty close relationships with the firefighters. And, you know, they are really, truly the first responders. And they go out and, you know, answer the calls on scene and they bring the patients into the emergency room. And so I've always had a really strong love, I guess you can say for what they do for everybody and what they do for the community in so many different ways. And like firemen, I think, I'm not sure exactly, but I think, oh yes, it is. The firemen beat the nurses out for the most trusted profession in um, uh, for September 11th and in 2001. And other than that, the nurses have beat them out every year uh, for like the past 19. But having said that, you know, um, it was really nice to see the some firefighters standing up. And recently I came across John Knox, who is a 22 year L.A. city fighter, firefighter, uh, a paramedic an emergency medical dispatcher. He is the founding board member of the Firefighters for Freedom Foundation. And he has a case that's that was that's pending still in L.A. And I wanted to have him on and elevate their voice um, because they stood up. You know, they stood up and they didn't they wanted to stop the unconstitutional vaccine mandates um, imposed by the city of Los Angeles and restore the right to work through the freedom of choice and bodily autonomy. And I have with me here, John, John, I'm going to welcome you on to the show because um, this is actually the first time that we are talking, so this will be a really authentic conversation. Um, but thank you for being here, John, and thank you, thank you, thank you for standing up and um, and having your voice be heard um, for this movement. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. Um, 
<clears throat> it's it's an honor, you know. I mean, to there's been a lot of organizations. Um, there's a lot of people that have. I won't say a lot, but there's a number of people that have stepped into this space, you know, to to fight in this fight um, against these mandates and and health freedom, really. Um, so it's nice to be able to to have a conversation. Yes, definitely. You know, um, why don't you just share, like, what motivated you to take a stand um, and and start Firefighters for Freedom? Um. <laughs> that's kind of a loaded question, but yeah. um, again, like you said, I've worked for the city for almost 23 years, um, as a firefighter paramedic, um, you know, we worked all throughout the pandemic, um, with, <clears throat> with the option originally, right. To, to get vaccinated, they gave first responders the ability to have that choice, right. To yep. make the choice of what it is you did medically to your body. Yeah. December of 2020. Yeah. Yeah. So then, uh, that's when they started, you know, offering the, the, the shots. Um, and then come, let's see, I'd say that was probably in July or so June or July, we started hearing rumblings that they were going to, you know, force this. Mm -hmm. uh, well, that's, <laughs> that's unconstitutional. Um, you know, uh, the, the world's greatest saying, you know, at least here in the United States since the mid seventies has been my body, my choice. Um, yeah. that didn't really apply in this space. Um, so, <clears throat> you know, we started, uh, me and a buddy that I work with started figuring out if this is going to be the case, what are we going to do about it? Um, and mm -hmm. so to that, we kind of laid out a plan of how we would go about dealing with, you know, the, the management in our department. Um, and then actually it happened in August. Um, they came out and said, the city of Los Angeles said, you shall vaccinate. Um, it's a, now a condition of employment or be subject to termination. And we really felt that that was unconstitutional. Um, and, you know, as nurses do, firefighters, police officers, you know, we have unions um, and our union has always said to this day that they've never agreed to that condition of employment. Um, right. They went to the bargaining table and basically the city left the table um, with the last best final offer. And at that point in the city's mandate it states that they couldn't continue with the collective bargaining process because it would take up to a year. And so they basically bypassed all the labor laws. And what they state is they imposed the mandate on everyone as a condition of employment. Um, oh, that's crazy. So, so in a condition of employment is what you agree to when you like 22 years ago for you. Right. Well, we we do have every it all depends every couple of years, you know, they go back and they create a new memorandum of understanding or an MOU. Um, okay. And that's the new contract. Right. And so in that, you know, whether that's wages, working conditions and benefits, um, but then they will, you know, put in there those working conditions. So like I hear you. 
if they agreed with that, then they would have to come back with a letter of agreement from the city, um, get it ratified through the union, and, and it would be put in there. To this date, three years later, almost three years, it's <clears throat> there is no letter of agreement. There is no change in my contract. There is nothing, and no one can cite it when asked for that information as to show me the condition of employment that was agreed to, and, and they can't do it. They can't. Wow. No, they can't. You know, and so it's it's very frustrating um, because again, now you're violating state labor laws, collective bargaining issues, in addition to the fact that it's unconstitutional mandates. Right. You know, if you look in Black's Law Dictionary, a mandate has to be agreed upon, right? It's not it's not forced. It's not you shall. Um, people should really look up what that states in there and it and it it has to be agreed upon by the person that's doing the mandating to the mandee the mandee has uh has to agree upon that and so you know that's never been agreed upon by anyone let alone me myself i don't give my union the ability to tell me what i do with my body anyway right exactly exactly in reality right our rights are granted to us by our creator um mm -hmm. at birth and then they're protected and enshrined in the founding documents, whether that's the, the Declaration of Independence, the Constitution, or the Bill of Rights. Those things are protecting us, protecting those God-given rights. Um, so, so that's kind of how it started. Um, you know, we felt that it was unconstitutional, um, that they didn't have that right. So we we created a board of directors. We created a 501c3. And then we set out about getting um a team of attorneys okay so we had john howard scott street and robert kennedy jr um that were our initial attorneys in this um and we filed uh a lawsuit on the constitutionality based on the state of california's constitution uh, okay. versus the federal constitution because it has California has one of the strict, uh, strongest the strongest constitution out of all 50 states, um, and it has more protections in it than the federal constitution does. So wow. in our one section one of our constitution, it actually states the right to um, privacy, mm -hmm. uh, body autonomy, genetic uh, uh, information, uh, you know, uh, privacy and et cetera. So we filed based on, on those issues that they were violating uh, privacy and genetic information rulings on those um, because it's, it's no one's business. Um, if, you know, for you to ask me if I'm vaccinated, you're assuming right. now I have a communicable disease, right? And that would be like me asking you if you have AIDS, right? Or yep. you have other, we can't do that in the health profession, right? It's it's unconstitutional and it violates those privacy issues. Um, just like testing, you know, all these things are EUA as well, right? Aren't yes. Yes. <laughs> so you have to Oh, have and there's that. And there's that. I mean, there's so on. many factors in this. <laughs> you know, so you have to have informed consent. That's been codified into federal law for any yeah. EUA product. Mm -hmm. So not only are the shots EUA, the masks are EUA, yeah. and the testing is EUA. Yeah. Right. So, so there's no informed consent. You know, they violated that. Um, they were charging us for testing with a no bid contract by a third party company, um, which is a violation of the labor code. They can't if, it, if they're saying it's a condition of employment, 
they can't charge you for that without it being in your contract again. And that's already been ruled on and shown that that was illegal. Um, so anyway, we, we continued this, we, we moved through that space of, we filed the first lawsuit, um, out here and, um, it went through the court system and we had a very radical judge, um, who basically denied everything at every step. Um, and then we took it to the appellate court. Um, and in April of this year, we won in the appellate court. Uh, so it went back to superior court out here and we got heard last Friday. Um, and the judge set a trial date, which is good. Um, okay. September, I'm sorry, not, why do I keep saying September? It's in February of 2025. <laughs> Wait, February of 2025 is the trial date. Yeah. You're kidding me. No. So that's right around the corner. Right. <laughs> a year and around the corner plus. So, um, yeah. So, but again, it's, you know, it's slated for that. Um, okay. So that's, good. Um, you know, and so through that, I mean, there's been a million different things that have happened, but yeah. So, you know, we're, we're in that battle right now. Um, yeah. Well, take <laughs> me back to this. I I'd like to know what, out of your firehouse, what was the percentage of people that agreed with you? So originally when we filed the lawsuit, we got over a thousand people. Um, a Out thousand of how many? We have about 3,500 uh, firefighters in the city of Los Angeles. Okay. So, um, we got basically about a third, almost a third of those um, wanted to be in the lawsuit. Now, And again, not all of them were not vaccinated. Some of them were vaccinated, you know, mm -hmm. and they felt that again, this is unconstitutional. They yeah. had a choice whether they got it or not. And we had a choice originally, but that choice was taken away from us. And now all of a sudden, you know, in the mandate, it states that we're an imminent threat to the public and the workforce of the city of Los Angeles. Yeah. And therefore you have to get this shot because it's the only thing that will protect you. Well, <laughs> I've had COVID three times. Once was long haul COVID and I'm still alive. And now at this point, my antibodies are through the roof. You know, um, mm -hmm. I have natural immunity at this point because of my antibodies. And so, you know, to that, how can you say that a, I'm an imminent threat when you've never tested me, you've never done any medical you don't know what my immune system looks like. You don't know, you know, you're saying that everything about me is completely faulty. And right. And, you know, so you're making assumptions based on zero information. Um, well, and, and also too, let's talk about the EUA Pfizer shot, mm -hmm. right? Um, that was never tested to stop a transmission or infection ever. So, yeah. so it, it's, it's, you know, just so crazy to think that we're even having a conversation knowing the basic facts, right? The fact that it's unconstitutional, the fact that this is all emergency use authorized, the fact that um, that we worked, right? We showed up to work for, you know, the entire 2020 without this shot. And then yeah. 
decided that we didn't want to take it. And and then now they're like, no, 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 no. Now you're an imminent threat. It, like, what? It's, yeah, it's you know, crazy. It's, it's really difficult to fight fire, do emergency medicine, really tr to treat patients, right? You can't do that via Zoom. You know, it's not like I could right. sit home and, and do that job. So, you know, when there was nothing there, it was great. You know, you're a hero. And then yep. the narrative changed, you know, now you are a zero, right? You know, so yeah, uh, you're an imminent threat. You're a threat to the public. You, you know, you're selfish. You're all of these things. I mean, we know all the language that they used and shaming and, you know, and, and now they're using coercion, yep. which is illegal, right? Uh, Completely. 100% illegal to use coercion to take away and deprive me of my livelihood, you know, mm -hmm. the ability to provide for myself and my family through this act of coercion that says, if you don't take this experiment, right. that's not proven, this emergency use authorization that we're not giving you informed consent on, that we're, you know, doing all of these things that mm -hmm. came out in warp speed, right? Right. Average vaccine takes... 15 to 19 years to make it through safety trials and tests and all of that. Mm -hmm. And we had it eight months. No, yeah, no way. No way. So there's a big, 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 well, there's a lot of red flags in that. You know? Yes. A ton, a ton. Now, prior to COVID, were you a political guy? I mean, did you, you know, you talk about the constitution. Did you, you know, really, were you well-versed in it? Like what was your life prior to COVID like? So prior to being on the fire department, I was with the sheriff department for 11 years. So I understand what it means to violate somebody's constitutional rights. I mean, ah. When I make an arrest on someone, I'm violating their constitutional rights. I'm taking their, their ability to be free away. Um, and when I worked for the fire department as well, I worked uh, for a period of time as a arson counterterrorism investigator. And we made arrests as well in that. And so I think I'm pretty well versed in constitutional rights and understand that, you know, plus I believe, you know, I'm a big history buff and I look at what this country was founded on and the, the reasons it was founded, right. It was to escape religious persecution, right. Political persecution. And they created the first amendment, freedom of speech, freedom of religion, freedom to assemble, right? All of which were taken away from us during COVID, right? Yeah. Um, and then they protected that with the second amendment, right? Which is your ability to protect your God-given right to protect yourself and those first three. Um, and so when people, you know, I think unfortunately because of schooling systems and whatever, you know, yeah. a lot of that constitutional studies is gone out the window. Um, mm -hmm. But to me, when I look back at truly, if we're going to be free, the Constitution and the Bill of Rights is a negative document of rights. It limits the government's powers. Um, it doesn't give them powers. It tells them what they can and can't do. Um, and they are not the ones that give us the rights. We're the ones that give the government mm -hmm. the rights right? Yeah. To govern us, not to rule us. There's a big difference. Um, so I think it's important that we understand 
you know, what those documents mean and really what's happening at this point in our country. You know, we live under the illusion of freedom, unfortunately, yeah. um, which is very disheartening to say, mm-hmm. uh, but they're making moves at a drastic rate right now to remove those liberties from us, you know? Um, and so, you know, that's kind of, it's really important that people continue to stand and, and fight in this space, um, you know, because there's a reason it's, it's not, I mean, yeah, it started out as the shot, but the shot was the vehicle to remove our liberties. And that's what people really need to understand. There's a very, there's a much larger picture here when you can be deprived of your, your property rights, mm-hmm. of your right to provide food for yourself, clothing, shelter, that's a big problem. And yeah. if we allow that to continue and people don't stand up and push back against their employers who are making these, these are bureaucrats, right? That are making mm-hmm. these decisions. That's the crucial thing that's really important here. Yeah, it's it's extremely important. <clears throat> I say that like COVID was just a trial run. Absolutely. You know, to see how people would respond and what they could get away with. And they got away with a lot. I mean, even were you shocked that only a third, yeah, less than a third, were you shocked that less than a third of your fellow brothers and sisters stood up for this? That's a tough question. Um, I don't know if I would say I was shocked. Um, you know, I mean, when you deal with the public as much as we do, um, you know, yourself, you really start to see patterns. Um, and so, you know, I was hopeful that more would stand and do the right thing. Yeah. But again, you know, when your livelihood is on the line, um, you know, there's a lot of people that are like, I I have a wife, I have children, uh, you know, I have a house and I have, and so they're praying, you know, all of this is fear-based. It's driven by fear. You know, if we lock you in the house, we, we tell you there's this horrific disease. Mm -hmm. And then we say the only way to stop it is to put you inside for, for two weeks, right? You can't go outside. You can't do anything. You got to wear a mask. You got to wear a mask in your house. You got to wear a mask when you're showering. Uh, you're having some sex, you know, whatever. I mean, th- the topics were insane. Yes, um, <laughs> totally. If you do that and you put people in the house on lockdown and now you have this thing right here, the television screen or the monitor that's spewing in your message because yeah. people out there seeing what's really going on you have the ability to control the narrative to drive the fear which lowers people's immune system we know that that's fact-based there's plenty of peer-reviewed papers on that (laughs) double blind placebo randomized controlled child peer-reviewed yes yeah yeah but there's there's studies on that right yes so so when you're controlling the narrative basically pumping fear porn through a television and people who really don't have a scientific background, you can control the narrative and create the situation that you want. And it went from two weeks to flatten the curve to three months. Right. Right. And then, then what bad people do, bad actors is 
they push it as far as they can until it's about ready to break, right? And they know people are going to snap and then they release mm-hmm. on that. They're like, okay, you can go outside now, but you got to keep your mask on and, and you know, you got to stand six feet away from everybody and you got to, yet yep. all the while people are doing this, they're touching their face with gloves and masks. And I mean, there's no sanitary, there's no, you know, PPE. It, it's ridiculous. And, ridiculous. and people, people don't grasp those concepts. Whereas you and I and everyone in the medical field understand a lot of that. Although you still question, some people are still doing this. Where did your critical thinking skills go? Right. Um, right. Right. So, you know, it, I was, to go back to your question, <laughs> I, I it's a hard one because I guess like I'm you... surprised, but yeah, I'm you know I, I'm glad that a third of the people got into that, but then yeah. that dwindles down again. The because their whole goal is to continue driving a wedge between people, right? Families, you can't sing, you can't go to church, you can't do you can't do all the you can't have people over for the holidays, so. You know, then it became the, the the vaccinated versus the unvaccinated, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, it's segregation. We're going to split you into all these classes and drive wedges and get you fighting amongst yourselves. I mean, it's really a deplorable, disgusting plan when you really sit back and look at it. You're like, wow, this is pure evil. Um, pure every evil. Yeah. It's, it's sad. Um I don't know. <laughs> it, it's, it, it is, you know, it's, it, it's interesting. It's like you and I have never talked before, you know, before this and the way you're answering the questions, um, or speaking about this experience, uh, I feel like you, you've been listening to me. <laughs> sure just, it's like, oh my gosh. Yes. Yes. It's somebody else who actually gets it. And, and that's, what I was dealing with in the hospital from February of 2020 until I blew the whistle in August of 21 was, you know, I'm walking around thinking like the same things as you are, that this is not science. This will do so much greater harm to the public at large you know, people are not dropping dead in the streets. They're dying in the hospital. Like, you know, guys, we're, you know, we, we never wore PPE inside an isolation room and then walked out and went into another isolation room with the same PPE on like all these crazy things. Um, but then the Lord would bring someone (laughs) to me like you and, and we would look at each other and say, this is nuts, right? And then we well, get it. <laughs> think about it. I mean, whenever in the history do we quarantine a healthy population? <laughs> no. no. You take the individuals who are ill, yep. you quarantine them, and you allow society to continue moving on until the others get better and treated and so on and so forth. And then they're allowed to come back into that. Yeah. But you take a population as a whole and put them on lockdown. It makes zero sense whatsoever. There's no scientific rationale. No No one can back that up anywhere. No, Um, anywhere. I mean, it's like, if anything, we did the opposite of public health policy, basic 101, 
you know, like very simple, basic stuff is just, just like the mask and the, and the donning and doffing of it. You know, it's like, this is basic guys. And we're putting a freaking mask in a brown paper bag to use on the next shift. Like, are you kidding me? You know, you like, it just was wild, wild. Well, I want to get more into Johnny a little bit more about the, um, the fear and how people and in our industry, I mean, you know, we're, we're brave, right? We, we have no idea what's coming in through that door or what kind of call you're going to get on that phone. And we've dealt with the public. We understand the human psyche. We understand the social conditions and, and fear and trauma and how people respond probably, probably better than others. ER people and firefighters and policemen. Right. Um, but again, like how we're still such a small few. I, I really want to learn more about like the type of person you are and the other people that are standing up, um, because we really need to encourage others in our professions to, to stand up. Uh, but before we do, guys, you know, I just want to shout out ASEA Redox Cell Signaling Supplement. This is the only supplement of its kind on the market that hits at the cellular level. You know, we talk about taking supplements, but this supplement prepares your cells to accept and to rejuvenate and to turn over cellular turnover that helps with aging and healing and immunity. Um, and I just absolutely love it. I take two ounces in the morning, two ounces at night, and, um, and that's the supplement, the cell signaling supplement. Um, and then there's also the ASEA redox gel, which you hear me always, um, have rave reviews over this, um, that helps with inflammation and pain and so many different, so many different ailments go to americaoutloud.shop and enter in your code, the America Out Loud for um, a discount only available to our loyal America Out Loud talk radio listeners. This is Jody O'Malley, and you are listening to Nurses Out Loud, and we'll be right back after the break. It's time in this is Nurses Out Loud Talk Radio want to introduce you to ASEA Redox Cell Signaling Molecules. It is more than just a wonderful natural product. Redox molecules are native to the human body. Redox molecules enable your body to turn on its inner doctor so your body can heal itself the way it did naturally when you were young. Check out AmericaOutloud.shop. Look for ASEA cell signaling molecules liquid supplement and check out nurse michelle's recent favorite asia product renew 28 revitalizing redox gel because this gel helped get me through some significant muscular pain during my healing process following a recent canoeing accident when i broke my hip give it a try for your aches and pains and let nurses out loud hear how your health has improved spike proteins help viruses enter into your cells 
disrupting your health and your well-being. Global Healing's Foreign Protein Cleanse detoxes your body of spike proteins, which allows your body to repair from within, supporting your immune and respiratory systems and regulating your inflammatory response. Formulated by Dr. Edward Group and by Dr. Brian Artis, Foreign Protein Cleanse targets and detoxes spike proteins in the body. Go to americaoutloud.shop and get 15% off using the code OUTLOUD. Global healing, giving you the power to take control of your health naturally. Cardiovascular disease is the leading cause of death and disability. Today's high-stress, on-the-go lifestyle makes it hard to stay heart-healthy. Lifestyle changes like exercise and diet are critical, but you can also support your heart with concentrated nutrients. Healthy Cell created heart and vascular health to support three aspects of heart health, cholesterol, blood pressure, and triglycerides, with CoQ10, vitamin K2, resveratrol, and soluble fiber. And Healthy Cell's not a pill. It's a patent-pending gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed ingredients. You would need to take 13 pills to get the same amount of nutrients in each gel pack. And these great tasting gels come in a small packet. Tear off the top, shoot it down, or mix it in water. Get heart healthy. Go to HealthyCell.com and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD for 25% off. World-class care from doctors you can trust, all from the comfort of your home. That is One Wellness. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company designed the One Wellness membership to provide free monthly supplements and unlimited telemedicine access with doctors that share your values. Go to OutloudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first month of One Wellness. We are the pulse and voice of everyday American thought. AmericaOutloud.news, delivering a message of truth, inspiration, and hope to the world. Here we take on the challenges of our generation so that we can preserve future generations. Join us in the fight for liberty and justice for all. America Out Loud Talk Radio. Time and this is all right, guys, welcome back. Thank you for joining me today. I, uh, you know, I'm uh, talking with John Knox, who is one of the founders of Firefighters for freedom firefighters for no what why did i just mess that up you're not you're good i did right okay firefighters i was for freedom. gonna say for medical freedom uh firefighters for freedom yes and we're and we're talking about uh his lawsuits and and our experiences with covid john how can people find your organization let's let's shout that out real quick sure we uh yeah we're we have social media we have our own web page you know it's uh, www.firefighters the number four freedom so firefightersforfreedom.com or .org either one and then you can find us our where we do most of our stuff is on instagram um at firefighters for freedom same thing so yes uh, and you have different chapters around the country as well right 
Yeah, throughout this, um, you know, in COVID, uh, we realized that there was a, a big breakdown in the fire service um, with fire family and so on and so forth. And so we really wanted to start creating something a little unique, uh, different. And so we started branching out with chapters, um, mm-hmm. we have about 21 different chapters. Um, we have quite a few here in the state of California. And then we have, uh, oh, we have Arizona, uh, Chicago, uh, I can't think of them all off the top of my head, but we have a bunch anyway. Yeah. And so it's, you know, it also has given us a, a ability to reach out throughout the fire service and, you know, pick up the phone and find out what's going on in other areas. Whereas that was really non-existent before. So, you know, I can call and say, Hey, what's going on in your area? What are you guys seeing right now? You know, if there's an emergency or, you Mm -hmm. know, policies, um, we saw policies coming down already, you know, for masking again this year, um, have where Chicago, no, in California, um, Uh. They basically, it started in Northern California and then it came down here to, you know, LA city, um, as of, so every year during what they consider the respiratory illness season, uh, from November 1st until April, excuse me. Um, anytime you're in patient contact in a patient care facility, uh, you shall wear a mask is the policy put out by, and I'm like, why, you know, that's like trying to you know, stop mosquitoes with a chain link fence. It, right. It does good. We know what masks do and, and don't do, and they're not designed to stop viruses and that type of thing. So. So, yeah. Anyway. So that's really good that you guys are more connected now. Um, I do, I do love that because, you know, I wish that nurses would get together. I mean, we have such a large, powerful voice, um, collectively, you know, one of my really good friends that I grew up with, um, he's been on the uh, service in Chicago since 2000 and, and, um, you know, it's just interesting. I think, you know, like I grew up in Chicago, which is a democratic city. And I, I just realized how, you know, COVID really highlighted, differences you know here here's a guy that you know is like my brother still is i mean i still love him to death but uh, just the experiences and how people fell victim to this propaganda it was is just wild because i remember going over to his house after i blew the whistle and you know he's just a typical irish guy you know and uh growing up in chicago and he looked at me and he was like Listen, tell me why. Why did you give up everything to do this? And I was like, dude, people are dying. This makes no sense. You know what I mean? And um, and so I could only imagine like how it was in, in L.A., which is super Democrat, you know, for. So you so you say like a third of the people signed on right to the lawsuit. Uh, did you get backlash from people like, you know, why are you doing this? You're killing people kind of thing. You know, inside of the department, not so much people, you know, there's all, there's always going to be some, you know, and you have to take that with a grain of salt in reality. You know, I mean, we're 
we're apolitical, our organization. I don't care if you're left, right, middle, you know, what planet you come from, what color you are, it doesn't matter. Those aren't the important things. We're all human beings. Right. And the important thing is, is if you believe in freedom, right? Because that's what this boils down to. If, if you agree with mandates, this is kind of the way I would put it. Let's say you agree that this mandate is proper, right? And that you're, you're okay with them forcing me to put this shot into my body for your safety. Whereas technically, if you're vaccinated, you should already be protected. It shouldn't matter whether I have that or not. That's how vaccines used to work. Right. Um, but nonetheless, if you feel that that's the way to go, okay, great. You agree with that right now, but now you've set a precedent that it's okay to mandate. So now there's going to be something that comes along in the future that you don't agree with. Let's say you're a, 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 a woman and this organization that I work for um, states that, you know what, we can't, all women that get pregnant have to have an abortion. You're mandated to, or you know what, you're too toxic masculinity. We're going to give you, it's mandated that you have to take this you know, estrogen progesterone pill to subdue your toxic mask, whatever the, whatever right. it is, right. there's going to be something that swing back the other way that you're not going to believe in. And now they're going to be pushing it on you. And you're going to be like, no, this isn't okay. But you've already allowed that precedent to be set where you're saying it's okay for somebody to tell you what to do with your body. Mm -hmm. You know, um, that's no one else's business, but your own. Look, if you own your house, right, you pay it off. You own your car, you pay it off. You don't pay the taxes or the registration on those. Guess what happens? They seize it, right? Right. Only thing that you truly own is your body. There's no one else that has a right to that. The minute you give that ability up and you say, okay, it's okay to for you to tell me what to do with my body, they own you. You're a slave. You're chattel. There is nothing more. There's nothing else that you have. You've given it all away. And that was one of the things with exemptions as well, is that when you ask for an exemption, so you're born, straight connection to God, if that's what you believe in, Buddha, you know, the flower, whatever your, your thing is. Yeah. But the way this country was founded was that we were given those rights at birth. They're granted to us, right? We have free will to choose whatever direction we want to go. So by me asking you for an exemption, what that's saying is, I agree it's okay for you to take my rights away that were given to me at birth mm -hmm. and that are protected by the First Amendment, but I'm asking to opt out this one time. Yeah. Of this program, they're going to say, "Okay, sure, whatever." And at Title Seven, technically, they have to give it to you, right? Okay, but then they come back later and they can revoke it because the next strain of donkeypox or you know monkey mm -hmm. whatever is so much more worse that now you're back in the same boat again. So, you know, don't give up your rights; they're granted to you already at birth, and they're protected by the Constitution and your First Amendment to freedom of religion. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I think that's important to understand as well, you know, and that's one of the things why, you know, they tried to terminate. Well, they did terminate me last two weeks ago. 
Um, yeah, I was going to ask you, like, so have you been getting paid, like just being on like admin leave? No, no. So they put me off of duty on December 1st, uh, 2021 for what they said was violating a condition of employment. Although I had until December 18th to comply with either getting the shot, um, filing for a medical or religious exemption. Mm -hmm. uh, and we already had a lawsuit in place from S September 17th. So, you know, now they're coming after me. What I see is retaliation. Um, yeah. They took me out of work 17 days early. Um, and they said that you're off duty, uh, pending disciplinary action without pay. So I've been off for two years without pay. Um, and what's interesting is here in the state of California, we have the California Firefighter Bill of Rights, which uh, the California Professional Firefighters took 20 years to get that put into place that says, I have a property right to my job and it mm -hmm. cannot be taken away from me without due process. And that due process, part of that is what's called the Skelly ruling from 1975, where Dr. Skelly sued the state labor board because he was terminated without due process. Mm -hmm. And so that's a Supreme Court ruling here in the state of California. And it basically states that um, they have to give you an investigation packet prior to any disciplinary action, which means removing you from your position. They have to give you the ability to speak out on that, to give your side of the story. Um, and then if they do put you off, they have to put you off with pay until they get you to your board of rights. They can only on a maximum give you 30 days suspension without pay. Mm -hmm. And so they violated all of those issues. <laughs> um, and then, you know, November 27th, they terminated me and my board of rights. And that was even a year after their statute of limitations to prosecute me had had passed because they only have one year to do that. So, you know, we've notified them of all. I mean, it's just been a constant paper, yeah. you know, battle going back and forth. You know, you're doing all of this wrong. There's, I mean, it just the amount of abuses that they have done in the administrative aspect of this um, is <laughs> like they just think they could just get away with anything. Like they're like, I'm we're we're in California. We could do what we want. I mean, they they're just so tyrannical there. Well, and they look at it as any, you know, what's really interesting is they say it it was a state of emergency. Right. We know that that state of emergency ended a long time ago. And whether it's a state of emergency or not. The, the reason the constitution was put into one of the reasons was to protect against government's overreach in that. Right. So we could claim anything as an emergency at this point. And then what we remove all your rights because it's an emergency. Yeah. So right. not. You that's have right. due process. You have all of these things in place to protect us. And that's, you know, those are additional things that they violated as well. Mm. Uh, so, you know, it's, it sounds similar to with with me, like, you know, being a federal employee, I had no idea 
that, um, you know, they, they say it takes an act of Congress to terminate a federal employee, you know, because I have pro- property rights to my job. And yes. I was like, oh, that's cool. I didn't know that. I didn't know anything. I didn't even contact a lawyer before I released all my hospital footage to, you know, social media. I was just like, this is just wrong. And I don't have time to go through this process with HHS the evil ones that I'm, you know, blowing the whistle on, you know, we're just throwing it up there and and letting people decide. And I had to do a formal ethics evaluation. And my evaluator um, said in his report that ethics are not um, negotiable, uh, even in times of a pandemic, like you have to adhere to these ethical principles and, and you are, have done just that. I mean, Johnny, what do you do? I mean, what are you a trust fund kid or something? Like you have a lot of money, you know, you don't, you don't have family or anything like that, that you were able to do this, you know, you, you were just sitting in the golden position. I wish that was the case. (laughs) Um, No, you know, it's, it's been really interesting. This has been a test of, faith, you know, um, people really say, you know, I have faith in God, I have, you know, whatever. And, but when it really comes down to it, do you, you know, do you have faith that you will be provided for? Do you have faith that things will work out? You know, I mean, my number one core value is integrity. And, you know, that's something that I'll never compromise. And so when this all started, you know, one of the things I was at a union meeting, and in that meeting, I stood up and spoke for quite some time. And I, I said that, you know, if I will never compromise my integrity and, and you know, I have a set of morals and values. And if, you know, it's, it's very easy to see a person's character, right? I mean, it's what you do when no one's looking, right? And, and throughout this whole thing, I mean, it would have been very easy for me to just go along, you know, to get that paycheck or whatever. But there's, to me, there's just bigger issues that are here at stake. And, and if I compromised on that, then that's compromising on my word and my integrity, what I said I was going to do in the beginning, because I told him, I said, if, you know, if this goes all the way through and you terminate me, that's then, then that's the way that that's going to go. But I won't compromise that from the standpoint that I'm standing in a space of truth and I know what's right. And in amen. So so if I, if I know it's right, but yet I don't go along with the consequences of that at this point, it might not be easy, but it's the right thing to do, you know? Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, that's just kind of, that's my philosophy. That's not anyone else. Um, And, and it hasn't been easy. You know, I'm, (laughs) I'm not that guy that's loaded. And, you know, I mean, just like everyone else, you know, people are like, well, I have a family to support, so on and so forth. Well, I have, we all have those responsibilities, you know, whether it's a car payment, your house, whatever. So you just have to know that what you're doing is correct and that doing the right thing always leads you down the right path. Um, and you know, again, if one door closes, another one opens, you know, and that's for us to walk along that path and pick up those breadcrumbs and, and follow that guidance that's being put in front of you. Um, again, it's, it's not always easy, 
mm-hmm. and it will test you, but then that's, you know, I answer to a higher power than myself. You know, if I just answered to me, it would be very rat, very easy for me to rationalize or justify doing something because I can say, well, I needed to do this because I needed that paycheck or I yeah. needed to do, you know, or, or the, the public needs me or, you know, um, yeah, I, I, I am an asset there and I, the same, I swear, Johnny, it's like, we are the same person. You know, I tell people that I said, it would have been so easy to justify staying there and helping the, the native Americans who were dying at seven times higher rate than, you know, the general population. Yes. That would have been that I could have easily have justified that, you know, and, and for, for me, you know, and first responders, you know, law enforcement, military fire, I I had to raise my hand and take an oath, you know, and that oath was to the, to the constitution, both of the, the U S constitution, the state of California, and then obey the laws and ordinances of the city of Los Angeles. And by me standing in this space, you know, putting up this fight, even though I'm not at work serving the citizens in that capacity, I'm fighting for their rights and their liberties in that aspect. And anyone who's in this place fighting in that reason is doing the same thing. You know, they're fighting They're You swore that oath. And so do we just ignore that? Those oaths are put into place, not for when it's easy, but for when times are extremely difficult. Yeah, because it's very easy to go along and say you're upholding your oath when it's easy. But when the rubber meets the road and the people, whether it's foreign or domestic, right, it doesn't mm-hmm. matter. Those things are eroding at our liberties. And we took that oath to protect that. And that's also, you know, the citizens, their rights as well. And so, yeah, does it suck at times? Absolutely. But yeah, you know, yeah. I would be going back compromising my integrity. And to me, that's, I can't do that. So, yeah, no, I I'm right there with you. I mean, I think it's just who we are, who God called us to be. Um, you know, he knows our hearts and he knows those that love Him. And, you know, I've, yeah, I mean, there, there's a reason why you were called and, and you're answering that call. You know, we only have a couple of minutes left. Um, what I'm gonna give you the floor and and let's see, like whatever you want to say, where you want people to go to help, like encourage your brothers and sisters to step up. You know, it's you can go to our website, firefightersforfreedom.com uh, or firefightersforfreedom.org and donate to our legal um uh, operational fund. We also have a hold the line campaign. We still have another nine firefighters that are off duty at this time for over two years now, um, in the same position I was waiting for their board of rights. Um, you know, we've raised money for them. Um, I can't get any of that as a board member. Um, it's a conflict of interest, but all the monies that are donated to the hold the line fund, we distribute out to them to help them and their families. Um, so, you know, that's, we've, I mean, we've done over, uh, I think, $120,000 that we've, you know, donated out to those individuals in that space, um, which has helped them tremendously since the department is violating their rights. Um, And I just ask, you know, that people really 
look at the bigger picture. Um, you know, we have to take this country back and it has to be at a community level. You know, it doesn't come from the top down. It starts from the bottom up. So get involved with your school districts because they're pushing propaganda and stuff through our schools to our children. Um, educate your children, get involved in, in as a community leader, you know, speak out, speak to your neighbors, stop being afraid um, because you're going to wake up one day and you're going to realize we're not free anymore. Um, yeah. And then that would be a travesty. And we can see those things coming down the pipe, you know? Um, so just try and stay educated um, and be involved, be active. Um, I think that's the biggest thing that I can really say and try and impress upon people. Yeah. That's what I say. I'm like, talk, you gotta, you gotta talk, stop letting them shut you down, find commonalities. You know, most of us, you know, most of us agree, you know, can, you know, are probably middle of the road, you know, the majority of people, you can always find commonalities. Well, I, you know, you're my brother now. I knew it. <laughs> awesome. We're in this fight together, Johnny. And, and we can uh, always agree to disagree, but you know yeah. what? I'm as far as I think, you know, most people in this country, freedom is important. And that's why so many people come here is for that. And I think it's just super important that we continue to push that message out to everyone because I think it's been forgotten. Yeah, absolutely. And guys, you know, I mean, there, there's only a few people standing up, you know, there's not, a, there's not a whole lot of us that are really, you know, just dying on this hill. I mean, essentially, you know, and, you know, support their cause, go to firefighters for freedom. That's firefighters with the number four freedom.org or.com and, and donate, um, to those firefighters that have, you know, really stood in the gap, you know, um, that's all the time we have for today, but remember we're here on air Monday through Friday at 10 AM Eastern time with an encore at 11 PM Eastern. You can also download the America Out Loud talk radio app for 24-7 news coverage from our amazing family of hosts. Um, all of our shows go to podcast uh, a day or two later. You can find us on almost any of the podcasts. Please like it, review it, share it, send your comments or your questions to nurses at americaoutloud.com. And, um, you know, we're, we'll stand in the gap for you until you're ready to take a stand because we are nurses and this is what we do until next time, guys, be safe, be well, and God bless. It's time.